Hello, thanks for joining the Women and Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. Well, I have with us today my two friends, Susan Tweed and Rachel Barnett. Susan, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yes, I can, Stephanie. Um, I'm married to my husband, John, for 31 years, and we have four daughters, ages wow. uh, 17 to 25. Yes, it's a lot. and it's exciting. Um, love them so. And um, as a result, we've been here at Compass Bible Church for about 14 years. Okay. And I personally have been a Christian um, follower of Christ for 23 years. Oh, wow. What about you, Rachel? Um, I have been married to my husband, Nick, for 17 years, and we have three beautiful daughters, ages 24, 17, and 12. Wow. And we have been at Compass Bible Church for eight years, mm. and we... have been followers of Christ for eight years. Oh, great. Well, that's great. Now, that's funny. I hear a lot of girls, (laughs) and that (laughs) makes you perfect for this series that we're going to do on being girl moms. Mm. Uh, Susan, you have four daughters. Rachel, you have three. I have two daughters. I have a son. But between the three of us, we have 10 kids, and nine of those 10 kids, 90%, our girls. So again, we're going to do this fun little series on being girl moms. And this time we want to talk about how to teach our daughters about true beauty. I mean, such a huge topic, such an important topic in our culture right now. Uh, there's a great passage found in 1 Peter, 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4, talking about wives, talking about women, saying, do not let your adorning be external, uh, which should be really, don't let it be merely external. The braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear. So let's not put our primary emphasis on those things, our braiding of hair, putting on jewelry or the clothing that we're wearing, but so instead, let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which in God's sight is very precious. So that contrast there that uh, you know Peter is teaching his audience and God is teaching us to put that focus, you know, put that shift on the inner person rather than the outer person. Um, To do that, we're going to have to rise above what our culture is defining as beauty. I know that so much of what girls are bombarded with today has to do with the weight. And we hear people all the time talking about, you know, I'm too fat or do I look fat? Do you think I'm fat? Um, You know, what do you think are some ways that we can help our daughters not to constantly be looking at or concerned with their weight? Yeah, that is a tough one. Uh, definitely, Stephanie, when you talk about today's culture, social media, yeah. the TV shows, mm-hmm. Orange County Housewives, as well as Kardashians and so forth, all eyes are on um, weight, body, fashion, and so forth. And it's interesting because when I was growing up, mm-hmm. that was a huge factor in my household mm-hmm. uh, where weight was focused on to the mm-hmm. point that um, I saw the damage that it did to me. Huh. I became a closet eater. Oh, and wow. as a result of being told that I couldn't have things, mm-hmm. then I did the opposite. Oh, wow. um, so I actually ended up um, being overweight 
hmm. um, and obese uh, wow. for a couple of years as a result of uh, it being such a big deal in my home right. and was even given medical tests and all kinds of things when I knew exactly what it was. Wow. So I've been very sensitive with mm-hmm. raising my four daughters to make sure that I um, do not talk about physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of my daughter's mom's um, do talk about physical appearance. They do comment that they need to lose weight or, uh, you know, those type of things, not eat certain things. So I've been very conscious to not do that and to really talk about uh, just purely eating God's foods and the things that God created for us, you know, that uh, may or may not be processed, but, you know, we can have treats and those kind of things, but really making sure our bodies are um, glorifying God and what we put in them in that way, but not the focus on on weight right. from that standpoint. So right. um, it's just something in in our home, just from my past background, yeah. I saw and I felt traumatic results from mm. um, being uh, reminded of that all the time. Wow. That's so interesting, Susan. Thanks for sharing that. Um, you know, if there's a mom out there that's listening, maybe her daughter's junior high, high school, even young adult, and let's say her daughter's a little chunky, mm-hmm. um, what if the mom is afraid that, you know, if she doesn't keep saying something or withhold food from her or whatever, that her daughter's never going to get a boyfriend, never going to get married, never going to be able to enjoy life the way she could, and that this mom really needs to step it up and make sure that her daughter loses weight. What advice would you give her? I would say to stop. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, uh, it, it demonstrates such a lack of trust in God. Mm-hmm. And God created our kids and our mm-hmm. daughters and stitched them together. And he, you know, they are in his hands. He loves them more than we love them. Mm. So putting that on ourselves as moms to stop and start, it actually did the opposite mm. with me. And I've seen those kind of words um, just continue to replay wow. in um, girls' minds, especially mm. friends of my daughter's as well. So from that standpoint, I think it does damage, not good, that really prayer is a great one. And just really sh- um, sharing encouraging words and having them feel grateful for every aspect of their body. Every breath they're given is given from God. And let's stop focusing on the outside and really focus on the person in their heart and just know and trust um, with them feeling the unconditional love and not conditioned based on what they look like right. uh, is is critical. Mm. And um, everything else will work out in the end. Mm-hmm. They may end up going through a season, as I have with a couple of my daughters, where they may have had more weight than they cared about and wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just try to limit the social media to just provide good, healthy food, to not focus on it, and uh, to just literally um, have encouraging words consistently yeah. that will help to build them up and uh, in the way of their character and mm-hmm. not physical beauty. Mm-hmm. That's great. What about you, Rachel? Have you had any experience with maybe you know, emphasis on weight or lack of weight or anything like that that you could add to help our listeners? Um, yes, Stephanie. Um, so as I stated, I've been a Christian for eight years and my oldest daughter um, is 24. So mm-hmm. um, before Christ, that was my focus. Yeah. And um, honestly, I've never had a problem with weight. Mm-hmm. I've actually been thin my whole life. But it's so interesting 
that my mindset was still that it wasn't enough, Hmm. that I constantly needed to work at it and keep exercising and and, um, being healthy um, for the sake of my appearance. And I put that on my daughter um, as she was growing up. And um, when I did become a believer, um, the Lord changed my heart on that um, to you know, as I was reading his word to see the characteristics of a godly woman mm-hmm. and desiring those things more, and my priorities did shift. Mm. Um, however, that has been uh, impactful on my daughter, and um, she's not a believer. And mm. so her focus has um, been that as well. And wow. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really neat to hear both sides of that. And thanks for giving your input on that. What about like um, just the general tendency of girls today to focus on appearance, to look at things like, you know, my hair, my nose is too big or crooked, my chin's too big, my face, my this, my that, or even to point it out in other people. Uh, what What advice would you give to our listening moms, you know, concerning just, you know, looking at other people's appearance, pointing out other people's appearance, drawing attention to the appearance of your daughter's friends, et cetera. Uh, do you have any input for them there? Yeah, a couple things on that, because uh, from our family perspective and my daughters, they are all blonde with fair skin. And so with the culture being Orange County Beach and tans and yeah, so forth, yes. it was rough on my girls because they literally uh, don't tan and they, you know, and they, I've seen them turn orange sometimes as they've tried to get, you know, sun tanning things and, and really just sitting down with them and having them appreciate the skin that's God's given them, the hair that's God, God has given them. We tend to be short where most of us are five feet and a lot of girls are much taller. And the fact that, you know, Hey, your husband is bound to be taller than you. (laughs) So just really from a physical beauty standpoint, putting that to the side. And for me as a mom, I did things, um, where we would have ugly patrol where we would go out to breakfast in, you know, PJ pants and no makeup and ponytail up just to have them see and break down that orange County bubble that you have to look perfect all the time. Um, I've had generations of that in my family where Mm -hmm. um, even going up to the mountains and Mm -hmm. just everyone pack things that don't match because (laughs) to break out and go anti-culture in some cases, we'll, we call it ugly patrol, but um, to, to not match your clothes and being up in Big Bear in the mountains, I just think it's really, really important to make sure that you do some of those things that are kind of fun and anti-culture yeah. Yeah. in your family yeah. from that standpoint. And um, from, a, from a beach and uh, bathing suit standpoint, that was easier for us because of um, them not you know, tanning and being out in the sun or necessarily liking that, but they've all just um, embraced it yeah. and they just know that this is the way God's created their skin. Right. Yeah. That's great to know. Uh, I think it's important, like you said, to just teach them that God's made you this way. God's designed you this way. He knows what he's doing and, you know, that he wants us to focus on the things that are important to him. I know one of the things that we need to inf- really teach and instruct our daughters in is just the whole concept of modesty. Mm. Um, You know, because when they're out there looking at Instagram or social media or TV or whatever it is, they're saturated with images of women 
who aren't modest. And I know that there's a temptation for them to be a little more revealing in some of their images or to linger over those images or to feel like, why can't I look like that? Um, why do you think it's important that they commit to modesty? Um, well, because um, they were made in the image of God and um, our bodies aren't made to show them off to everyone. It's not for our glory. Um, yeah, we've, we've had many conversations with our girls over Instagram, what they're looking at, what they're following. I know Susan mentioned the Kardashians and uh, the culture that's, that is out there. Um, it's kind of hard not to see it. Um, but those are the things that we shouldn't be looking up to or following. Um, so we've gone through and, um, talked to them about, muting or unfollowing certain things that are going to cause us um, to view wrongly right. what we should be looking like. Yeah. Um, so yes, definitely managing our social media and what we're looking at and what we're intaking, watching TV, movies, um, even listening to in music about yeah, what they're saying about women. That's such a that's such a great point. And I think also, you know, from a Victoria's Secret standpoint, it's just, it's, I'm embarrassed. It's, you know, people don't blush anymore. It's unbelievable what right. we're seeing and what they have. One of my daughters <laughs> decided, as we've talked about modesty, that she's not going to wear anything that she wouldn't want to see me in oh, as a mom. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. a good one. That you do not want to be seeing your mom yeah. in that. And really, our discussions in our house have been more about what type of man has God um, made and prepared for you? And mm -hmm. is it going to be a guy that is going to go after... Um, an immodest girl mm -hmm. that, sh you know, showing those things, knowing that that's visual versus uh, who you are from God's perspective right. and that gentle and quiet spirit. Right. And that, you know, we don't want to attract mm -hmm. those kind of guys and or stumble any mm -hmm. Christian brothers mm -hmm. from that standpoint by being immodest. Right. And I think now that definitely the line, there's so many gray areas on that point, and we have discussions about it all the time yeah. about what is and isn't appropriate. Right. Yeah, that's great. And that is, you know, there is a biblical principle behind that. In 1 Corinthians 8, 13 and 14, it says that, you know, when you sin against your brothers, when you wound their conscience, when it's weak, you sin against Christ. And, uh, you know, when you wound another's conscience by putting images of yourself out there that are not appropriate, you're actually sinning against Jesus. And Paul concluded there, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. And it is tempting for our daughters to get that, you know, temporary uh, satisfaction from, you know, feeling like someone thought they looked really great in this immodest picture or whatever, but we do need to help them to commit to modesty for the sake of their relationship with Christ and out of love for Christ. Um, you did mention too, Susan, uh, as we read in the passage, the first Peter passage, that we need to put that emphasis on the gentle and quiet spirit, the imperishable beauty that God mentions there. And, you know, as we talk through these things, we're not in any way, you know, saying, encourage your daughters to be ugly. We don't want you to, you know, encourage them to lack self-care, not to, you know, stop eating right or exercising, but to 
put as much, if not more, emphasis on the inner person, the person that God sees and that's beautiful to God, rather than that outward shell. Um, what are some of the ways that you help your daughters to focus more on that inner beauty than the external beauty? I know that when we, I was raising the girls um, on a daily basis, we had a fruit bowl and it was a fruit of the spirit bowl. And it was just all about acknowledging each other for fruits of the spirit. So whether it's peace, love, joy, patience, you know, all the long suffering, all of those things that we would be looking for those aspects and characters in our house Mm -hmm. and that those would be rewarded. And at the end of the week at the family dinner, we would go through the fruit bowl and see what different people were acknowledged for what fruits of the spirit. So just making sure that they understand clearly the definition of Mm -hmm. what that character looks like that God's looking for, that focus on others instead of themselves. And um, literally in school, I would just be thrilled with encouraging words when I heard teachers saying that one of my daughters came up um, with the person who was bullied on the playground or Mm -hmm. the one that no one ate lunch with Mm -hmm. or the new child that Mm -hmm. no one had. So just making sure that they were aware of others taking the focus off themselves and really um, making sure that they were showing Christ's love mm-hmm. uh, in those circumstances and having it verbally acknowledged and rewarded in our home. Yeah, that's great. I know uh, the gentle and quiet spirit, sometimes that phrase can be confusing because we might think it means that you're a person who doesn't talk, uh, which <laughs> is not true. <laughs> not in my home. <laughs> yeah, it's not true. It's someone who's really uh, settled. They have a confidence in the sovereignty of God. They've learned to be content. Um, How do you instill that contentment in your daughters, Rachel, when they're in a world that's just so superficial and so externally focused? What do you do to pull out that, just that settled confidence, that contentment in the way that God's made them to be? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, contentment definitely comes from a heart of gratitude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Thankfulness for all that God has given us. Yeah. God calls us as Christians to love him and to love others. Um, We try to cultivate uh, servant attitude mindsets in our home. Um, From the time that they were young, they would come and they would um, serve with us. And in serving, you get to know other people and you get to see um, their lives and their stories and things that they're going through. Um, It really helps to give a perspective of um, what is going on in other people's lives and not just what's going on with them. Right. Um, So that comes around a lot in the conversations like, um, you know, here we're, we're thankful for this and here this person right now is suffering this and we can go into prayer for them, and um, refocus on bigger picture than just them and their eyes on their circumstances. That's that's great. Yeah, we've been blessed to be able to travel, uh, Stephanie, and uh, to go on missions trips to places like Rwanda, Africa, um, Jordan, we've been to Israel, and even the United States on missions trips and seeing families that are in unfortunate situations and seeing beautiful people who live in huts and have no shoes and walk two hours for water. Mm. So I really think 
exposing, um, as Rachel said, all of those things, certainly in our house, but outside of our home, getting our kids out, getting them to see how other people live, because Mm -hmm. this is this strange bubble of protection. Mm -hmm. But instead of going on cruises on spring breaks, we'll go on mission trips and actually see how other people live and that they come home with a new mindset Mm -hmm. of gratitude Mm -hmm. and contentedness because they are so blessed. So if um, really there's the chance to do that, I would thoroughly uh, recommend uh, travel and specifically on service or mission projects. Mm, That's great. That's a great practical suggestion there. Yeah. Anything else you guys have about helping our daughters to really value those that the Lord sees as beautiful? I mean, you know, we live in a culture where they're constantly seeing or seeing posters and images and whatever of everyone that the world says is beautiful. And, you know, you could be externally beautiful and internally beautiful, as I know your daughters both are. But, you know, how do we, how do you practically get them to, you know, see that beauty in others that God sees? That's that inner beauty. How do you elevate that up to where they really long for that and crave that more than that external beauty? Well, I think that um, when we're constantly talking about the people that we look up to, mm-hmm. um, talking about the things that they're doing for the Lord and sharing those things and pointing it out to them, we have to be modeling it. We can't, we can't um, be doing what the world is doing and talking about outward appearances and how beautiful this person is and... Yeah. and um, you know, you need to be like this in order to get a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just no place for that. Right. Um, we need to be talking about uh, those people that we see within our church body that is um, making an in- impact for the kingdom and how they're sacrificially loving other people. And um, don't you see that character trait? Isn't that beautiful? And, you know, this is what makes them special. And I do, I I have noticed... Um, in the last couple years, as my daughters are older, they they need to hear that more mm-hmm. often as you cultivate, um, like Susan said, um, words that build up, um, just telling them like, I saw that you did this sacrificial thing for your sister. Um, that That's pleasing in the sight of the Lord. And um, that encourages me and dad. So I try to specifically point those things out to them when they do it and give them praise for it. Like praise the character, um, not necessarily the grades. Or say if a teacher gives a compliment and says they have this kind of character, really praise those things, not just the awards or... Um, the academics or, you know, things that um, have been given to them, but that they're not doing on yeah. their own. It made sense. me think oh, about when, yeah, when Rachel was talking, it made me think about, um, she mentioned, you know, church and service and so forth. I realized and recognized um, at the right time, thank you, thankfully, that other women mentors were important in their life. Mm. So for example, it couldn't just be me. It mm-hmm. takes a village mm. to raise great kids. Mm-hmm. So the church relationships of women that 
I love that are Christians that build into my daughters, that those can be their role models instead of, mm-hmm. again, the Kardashians mm-hmm. or, you know, um, the bachelorette, mm-hmm. you know, people, mm-hmm. and that they would see those things um, and how those people, like Rachel said, love and serve God and others in that way by letting them spend time with those other women and making sure that they are at church and in activities and doing things where they get to know them and that it's not just me and them but other grown women that they can also aspire to be like. Mm, That's so good. Wow, that time flew by because (laughs) we are out of time. And I so appreciate your help here in teaching our daughters to value true beauty, to value what's beautiful in God's sight. I know, you know, as we've been saying, this is something that we've got to be putting into practice ourselves. Yes. Uh, we need to work to silence that culture's voice and help them to, you know, hear God's voice above what the world around them is saying, uh, helping them to really see the need to be beautiful in God's sight and to value others, to value those that God sees as beautiful. So thank you so much. This is going to be a big battle for us and for our kids and our grandkids and their kids even, but, uh, you know, we can make a difference yes. in helping them to focus on the inward and not so much on the outward. Next time, we're going to talk about teaching our daughters about friendships, which mm-hmm. is super important because mm-hmm. your so friendships important. make a big difference in who you are. So thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and share. You can email us at wf at compasschurch.org with any questions that you have or topic suggestions, and we truly look forward to meeting again with you next time.